Hello, I'm Kevin from The Ribbon. We feature tech-focused content that you'll love and welcome back to our latest podcast. Today, we are talking about the best way to manage publicity lists and we have some returning guests. We have Sanjeev Dash, the Ribbonfish Head of Strategy, and we have Vanessa Taylor, one of our project managers here at Ribbonfish. So welcome both, Vanessa. Welcome, Sanjeev. It's great to have you both back on the show. Thank you, Kevin. Good to be back. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Of course, today we're talking about the better way to manage publicity lists. And I think maybe it's it's probably best starting with what a publicity list is, maybe from a definition standpoint, and, and then maybe a discussion quickly on, on, on how traditionally publicity lists have been handled over, over the years. So publicity lists are uh, basically uh, contact lists which companies would create in order to track promotional material that is sent to uh, those those contacts. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, these th- this was a very manual process because you would um, uh, source these uh, contacts from external parties. You might have some internal databases. Um, you have to merge all of these. Uh, and, and for each campaign that you do, you need to search, refine, build a contact list um, and then track your promotional materials that you sent against that list. Um, and you have to do this over and over again. So it's a very manual process in, um, or, or repetitive process as well uh, in order to build these lists each time. Where would they store the lists then, Sanjeev? So if you're putting these lists together, uh, traditionally, where would, you, where would you put them? Different companies have used uh, different approaches. Uh, I think databases, FileMaker databases is, is one way that people have approached these things. Spreadsheets, um, it's all very manual. It's all very disjointed. Um, and um, it, it takes a lot of effort in maintaining uh, the databases, the contact lists, um, making sure that the details from one list match the other, getting the latest details in place, etc. Yeah, and making sure you're not working on an old version of a, a list, for example. If you're That's exactly right. Just hearing you mention all those things is just bringing back memories of spreadsheet hell and mismatched data. Oh, it sounds like a nightmare. It reminds me of the time when I was—I uh, used to work somewhere. We used to do spreadsheets all the time, mm-hmm. and the spreadsheet was always locked by somebody, and you were trying to edit it, and it was locked. You couldn't get in, and you had to wait for them to get out, and then somebody else would get in. Yeah, it yeah, a, yeah. It was a nightmare, wasn't it? Yeah, someone changes something they shouldn't, and oh my god, it's the end of the world. <laughs> and then you just go, you clone another, you'd make another spreadsheet, and say, "Oh, I'll merge this later on," but then you forget to merge it, or you merge it, and you're overriding a change somebody else has made. You get one really competent person who puts in a complicated um, formula, which at some point breaks, and nobody else can fix. Yeah, I think that's a good point as well, Vanessa, because um, very often you have uh, individual individuals in this contact list who need to be contacted um, in a certain way. I, it, it's a temporary address, for instance, or um, they need to be uh, you know, handled differently. Um, so all of these things make it quite uh, challenging. And Sanjeev, just to go back it a little bit then, so we're, we're, we're creating lists essentially to advertise or publicize books, for example, and we're sending these lists, uh, or we're, sorry, we're putting contacts into these lists. So what sort of contacts are we talking about here? Are we talking about, for example, influencers or? So uh, I think uh, uh, in publishing for, in particular, for instance, you, you uh, essentially will be sending out your uh, sample copies of your product, like a book, for instance, 
um, to be reviewed by media personalities. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, writers in various national newspapers, or as you mentioned, bloggers or influencers. And um, you send out your promotional copies to them, um, and uh, you will hope that they will write a good review, which can then be later used on for your marketing um, campaigns later on. So, um, so that's the kind of audience that that uh, you're trying to, um, uh, you know, promote your product uh, with. Yeah, and, and traditionally, and this might be maybe a tricky question, but traditionally, how long would it take to put a list together? So normally, whenever you have your product in place, you do a. a an annual campaign and you uh, mark out all your all your promotions that you're going to be doing um, and then it's a question of um, trying to select the right target audience because obviously let's just take an example a, a book on geography you, you you want you know specialists who know the subject who can then review it properly um, so you go around your various databases and and um, um, contact lists uh, trying to uh, narrow down uh, those those contacts who have some expertise in the subject. Um, so the whole thing uh, can take you know uh, days, if not weeks, really, to to kind of put pull together. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So I think that's actually quite a good introduction then to what a publicity list or what publicity list activity is. And I guess we've we've touched on some of the the issues with the fact that it's manual work. It's going to be you're going to be using different systems different systems that, that may or may not be up to date and you might have to go and find an update somewhere and of course it's laborious and repetitive work so I think that's a good introduction but moving on then slightly at Ribbonfish of course we implement solutions to fix these sorts of problems so Vanessa you project management uh, different projects that look to, to, to fix some of these problems uh, and of course Sanjeev you're offering advice on, on all different aspects to it so I guess my next question would be, there is a better way to manage lists um, or there, there's definitely better ways to do it. What is the better solution? And so what should a publisher do or someone who's working in a publicity department, what should they do to solve these problems? So uh, I think the first thing is to be able to um, get your data into one single view uh, or, or at least one single system where you can then work on that entire uh, contact database. Um, you would want to be able to filter those contacts down based on any parameter that you would uh, be using to build your lists um, and match them then to the product that you've got. Um, and mm -hmm. once you've once you've done that, you then want to be able to record multiple actions against um, uh, each of those uh, contacts and and so the selected contacts and you know when did I send what promotional material did I send did we get a response back um, and that sort of thing so you would want to be able to do all of this uh, in in a single kind of uh, you know uh, consolidated fashion mm -hmm. and that's where publicity uh, by Ribbonfish would come in to play then I'm guessing that's exactly right I think it, this this was something that was uh, a pretty big gap and 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 as i mentioned earlier publishers have got a need for this um to be able to track uh, all all of their products and and uh, you know all the all the contacts that they keep uh, uh, sending these promotional materials to so uh, we built this for the publishing industry specifically but of course this can be expanded out um and uh, what it does is it it allows you to track your sample content, print copies, ebooks, and the various reviewers and media personalities um, 
that that uh, those uh, materials have been sent to and uh, i think uh, we built it on on the salesforce platform and uh, that has some inherent benefits because you also store your products and you can store all of your contacts in the platform um, and the other thing that uh, salesforce has is it's got uh, pretty strong uh, permissions uh, features so if you wanted to you could make sure that that's ring fenced to be used only by your publicity department so it sounds like this is this is kind of going against those problems we've discussed it's putting everything into one place where no longer do you need to rely on 30 different systems everything's there in, in one particular place for you to do everything you need to do it's literally in one place as well it's not just on the one system when you when you log in and you're looking at a list you can you can see it all from one screen which i thought was really great i first saw the publicity module when it had been implemented for a client and they were already using it so when i first saw it i was kind of taken aback by how thought out it was and how easy to use it seemed. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the, the main benefits, yeah, from what I've seen as well. And actually, that, that's a good point then, Vanessa. So without mentioning names, of course, we've got uh, we've got many people using this solution. But what sort of publishers is, is it currently targeted for? Like, who, who can use it? Uh, yeah, good question. I think, uh, obviously, publishers, uh, you've got a range of publishers, but this is something that would typically be useful for trade publishers. So... That's, um, uh, you know, publishers who, who are publishing fiction books uh, for, for the mass market. And you often see those quotes that are coming in from various uh, you know, reviewers and, and uh, uh, you know, media outlets, which says this is, this is a five-star book. Um, uh, that's, that's the kind of, you know, uh, target audience uh, who, who would find publicity um, uh, very, very beneficial. Um, I think you can um, also um, have um, uh, academic publishers using this uh, so that it's sent out to various universities and um, and senior academics who could then review it uh, for, for you as well. Um, and although we built it uh, for publishing, I can, I can see this being extended out to other companies who would, who might want to do the same thing and, and, you know, product companies sending out their prototypes for reviews, or, for instance, um, uh, event companies uh, who, who are curating their event uh, invite lists and tracking mm-hmm. any materials that they need to send out. Um, so I think I think there's uh, a fair few use cases there. Yeah, I think I agree with you, especially when you mentioned events there. I can see it being quite useful for events or generally generally sales. You're sending out a lot of material to, to people you want to track it and keep an eye on how you're performing i think it's really handy that's just really cool to hear and so vanessa you've mentioned implementation already and mm-hmm. publicity by ribbonfish is a, is a product that we that we maintain we decide what goes in it we've got a roadmap of course which we'll talk about later on but whenever it comes to actually implementing this for a client mm. it, would it be true to say that there's always going to be some element of change or some element of adding something specific to the client into the project or is it literally just a here's publicity we're going to take it as it is no no not at all i think um change is really really simple and quite straightforward for this so it makes it a great product because we've got a great baseline but everybody is different so you can customize and and make it work for you we actually see um clients you know, with the tailored support package asking for certain customizations. And we're able to implement those within the support time, but also we have um, releases 
as well. So if we find that something's going to be really um, useful across the board, then we can add that as part of our release cycle. So you can always be getting the the best out of the out of the product. That's a very good point because Sanjeev, you're very involved in the product roadmap as well, and uh, no doubt you're taking advice and suggestions from from the clients all the time and, and putting them into consideration for the roadmap. Yeah, it's a continuous process, uh, Kevin. So um, we uh, have a number of clients who are already using this particular module, and um, we do regular um, uh, schedule regular catch-ups with them to take their feedback and to further refine the product. Perfect. So I'm going to. Um, try and, if I may, I'm going to simplify Publicity by Ribbonfish. And I'm going to simplify it for the purposes of this podcast. We're not going to cover everything, but I want to kind of use your experience to walk the listener through how Publicity by Ribbonfish works, at least at the very simple level, just so that they've got an understanding of, of the different phases of, of what you would do to get these lists set up. And I've broken it into, um, I've looked at all our internal material. I've had some uh, training internally, and I've kind of broken it into three key areas. So there's three key areas that you would that you would you would sort of follow to go and build your lists. Oh, go on, um, test you now. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, well. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> but I think step one then was tagging contacts. So step one is you tag your contacts. Step two is you make your lists. And then step three is you send your lists or you distribute your lists somewhere. So that's a really simple or simplified version of, of publicity. And what I want to do is I want to go through each one of those steps step by step, just to really understand what it is a user will do, why they're doing it, what the value is. So first, if we start with the, the first step, then if, if I purchase publicity, I've got it implemented, and I as a user go and I tag contacts, what, what am I doing there? What, what's, what, what is the reason for it? What's the value in doing this? How do I do it? Is it easy? Sure, uh, it's very easy. So uh, what we've done is against each contact, we've basically allowed users to add in um, tags, as you said, which are essentially three character codes. Um, and um, you can do this um, pretty much anywhere where you have uh, your contact. Um, and the idea behind it is really uh, going to come later on. So for instance, we've had um, some of our clients who've uh, tagged contacts based on their subject specialities, like uh, let's say, you know, uh, history. So um, it, it wouldn't be as broad as that. I mean, I think you would probably um, drill it down a little bit, uh, say, uh, American history, ancient Egyptian history, for instance. Um, and what that does is you're, what you're doing there really is qualifying each contact with their interest areas or their subject areas. So when it comes to building lists later on in the process, you can very quickly narrow down um, your target audience based on subject or interest areas. I mean, I have used the example of subject or interest areas, but it could be really any any sort of um, uh, tag that you could use in order that helps you to refine your contacts. And am I restricted in any way in, in what I can do or what I can call my tags or in what category the tag can be associated with? Uh, it's very flexible. I think it, it completely depends on how you want to use those tags. I mean, the whole purpose of it was to keep it flexible um, and and really the usage was the focus, which is to, to be able to narrow down your uh, contact list. Yeah. And Vanessa, do you work with the client then to try and help them 
best maybe understand how to tag their contacts or are they generally quite aware of, of what they want to tag their contacts as or is it is it one of these processes that kind of that evolves over time? I'd say it evolves over time. I think um, most people are generally quite aware of how they want to tag. We've had some instances where, you know, it's been requested that we change that process a little and people can make tags as they go. Um, we can review tag lists. Uh, it's re- re- really, they are quite useful for people. You can, aside from creating lists, you can do a quick search in the system for any of your tags and you can see straight away how many people are tagged on that you know your number of records and you can drill in from there so they do find it really useful yeah yeah and i think i was looking at the training material and in the section about the tags there was there was nothing on there about any sort of process you needed to follow it literally said you could tag it anything you could you can you can make your tags anything that you want um which i think actually sanjeev going back to your points before about this this publicity by ribbonfish tool being extended that that's probably one of the the beautiful point of it then is that because you can you're not restricted to specifically for example publishing tags you know Mm. this can be used literally anywhere yeah no that's that's exactly right kevin i think um and and not all clients would um uh, you know divide their contact list based on subjects or or um, areas of interest they they could use um some other uh, slice of uh, the contact list and some other ways to tag so um uh, it could be, uh, you know, region or uh, uh, interest uh, areas for, um, or or uh, the the books that they've previously written. It it could be, I mean, anything that they wanted. So it's fairly flexible. I think as Vanessa was saying, the it's it's quite powerful in um, what it does, but it's very simple in the way it's been presented in the system. Mm-hmm. In the system, um, you can uh, do all of this in one screen i'm i'm just reminded that you can actually bulk edit contacts uh, with multiple tags so you don't have to do it one by one you could you could uh, attach a tag to uh, you know a number of tags to contacts um uh, multiple contacts in one go you can have multiple tags per contact as well right that's absolutely right and and um, that allows you to uh, do something quite neat and i'll explain that later on Oh, Sanji, that sounds exciting. <laughs> uh, before we move on to that next step, though, I do want to ask, uh, imagine I tag all my contacts, okay? Six months pass, I've built some brilliant lists, but then I start realizing that, oh, you know, my contacts um, attributes or characteristics are changing. So Sanji, for example, if I'm tagging people by region, for instance, people move around, don't they? So how does it work in terms of, for example, archiving the tags that, that you've, you've, you've given to a contact or maybe changing the tags? Is that, is that quite a simple process? Yeah, I think as we were saying, it's quite easy to um, update tags, uh, really. So you could, uh, you know, search for, uh, you could build a list which searches for um, contacts with a certain tag and then uh, remove that tag from all of those contacts while at the same time adding in a new tag. So it's, it's again, very, very powerful. Okay, perfect. So step one, we tag our contacts, really simple to do, and we can tag them with whatever we want. The next step then is making the lists. And I'm guessing this is where the tags come into play because you're not just tagging your contacts for the sake of it. There's a reason for tagging them. And I'm guessing that that's because you want to make lists and you want to look at these tags to see, for example, um, I want to find people in a particular region. Then you'll maybe do a search for a region and find contacts that are tagged with that particular uh, region itself. Is that the sort of the way you would make lists then? Correct. So again, uh, like tags, lists are pretty flexible. It's up to you how you want to create those lists, uh, on on what basis you want to create those lists. You've got clients who do it 
based on region, who can do it based on year, um, again, subject area. So it really depends on, on how you want to um, create those lists. So the list is essentially uh, a bucket of contacts. And uh, once you've created your list, you need to add your contacts into that list. That's where, as you suggested, Kevin, tags are so powerful. You could, without tags, try and do some basic filtering on your um, contacts. Uh, that's based off uh, any sort of uh, you know stored data field against those contacts. But the tags allow you to do it uh, in a much more powerful way. Um, and so you can cut across uh, your contact database and pull back uh, any contacts, for instance, who are tagged with, um, uh, you know, uh, maths, for instance. So it, uh, and I, I was, I was just going to say that you know those multiple tags that I was talking about earlier allows you to do something even more clever, which is um, you can create a list with uh, contacts who have been tagged with. Um, say history and also the tag of American history, but at the same time exclude anybody who has the tag of Persian history, let's say. So a contact who's got all three tags uh, there won't be part of the list, but the contact who's got the first two tags will be part of the list. So it's a very powerful way of, of um, creating your lists. And the search itself is, is instantaneous, isn't it? It's not one of these searches that you've got to wait minutes for, for something to load up. It's literally you put in your filters, like you say, and results pretty much appear on the screen straight away. Yes, I think that's the other very uh, important part of it. Everything is fairly uh, sort of hidden from the user in the way um, you know it works in the background. It's, it's fairly simple from a user perspective uh, because you've got all of this in one screen you've got all your filtering and tagging criteria on the same screen. You can add your, uh, you can search for your target contacts uh, in, in, in the same screen, and then you can add part of those target contacts into your actual list, again, all in the same screen. So users are not jumping between windows, uh, different tabs, different systems in order to do all of this. It's all available right in front of them. Oh, perfect. That sounds, uh, that sounds really good. And whenever, you, whenever you've done your search then, so you've built your list, you've went into the system, you've pressed new list, you've put in the details of your list, uh, you press enter, and, and then you come to this one screen that you're just discussing here, Sanjeev, then. So once you've done the filters, you find your contacts, then in order to add them to the list, is it, is it, is it a button? Can you, can you, for example, mass? Can, can you select all of the co contacts that have been found in a search and add them to the list? Or is there some other steps that you need to do in order to put them on this particular list? Not at all. It's exactly as you as simple as you described it. It's it's literally you can pick um, an individual contact if you wish to from from your um, candidate list as we call it, uh, or you could select uh, you know a number of contacts or all of the contacts that have been returned by the by the search criteria that you have uh, used. So it's it's uh, very quick. It's very um, uh, easy to do. Um, and it's all, again, in one single view. Mm. So, Vanessa, we're, we've done step one and we've done step two. And I just want to sort of pause and reflect on maybe what the customers say about about the system. Especially, you know, if we're looking at these two aspects, we've heard there's some really good benefits with the one screen. So what's the sort of common thoughts and feedback on it from customers? I think generally the, the feedback is, is the ease. Um, and like you say, that 
we've kind of touched on it there, but the speed at which you can do all this, it really does cut everything down. You literally c- click in a couple of buttons and you've got everything there in one place. Um, it just is very simple to be able to look on the one screen and see exactly, you know, what's been sent to who. Um, your notes are all visible clearly just by the click of a button um, and adding and removing people is very easy as well. And what about a circumstance whereby, uh, again, I, I imagine this is something that would happen, but if I'm making a list for 2022, for example, mm-hmm. um, and I want to make a list for 2023 in a couple of months' time, do I have to go and do that entire process again that Sanjeev said, where i got to go make the list, then search for the contacts? Or is there a quick way to go and, I don't know, maybe can, can we clone the lists actually? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. You can clone. So that's just clicking really one button. Um, we said it was quite easy before just to quickly filter and pull in the people that you're looking for. You, you don't even need to do that. You can clone and change the list for the following year. It's very, very simple. Okay, that's, that's, that's really, um, sounds like it's full of productivity sort of tips then, productivity style features. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> nice. That's what we like. That's what we like. That's what I like anyway, myself. I love productivity stuff so okay we've done let's just quickly review we've got our step first step one which is tagging the contacts with um characteristics you can tag contacts with many tags uh then of course step two is using those tags to put together lists in one screen and as we've just heard in rapid fire succession you can make these lists in no time the next step then is actually doing something with the list so you've you've built your list what do what do I do with it then? I mean, get, from what I've seen in the material, there's many things you can do. There's different ways you can handle this. Yes. Um, so, so the purpose of this list now that you finally created it is to be able to track various actions, uh, various publicity actions uh, against uh, the members of this of this list. Um, so uh, the first thing is obviously to to record those uh, those actions against the list. Um, and there are uh, the way it's been again presented in the same screen um, is is um, a very sort of grid view of uh, everything that's um, been done against each member of the list. So it records what material you've sent out, when did you send it out. If you click on a particular uh, contact in the list, it opens up for the details, uh, which talk about you know how did this contact how was this contact uh, added to to your database where they um, sort of solicited or where where they did they request to be part of part of your database etc um, so all of that can be um, can be captured um, and uh, the other thing obviously you can do is uh, for materials that you need to send out via your distributors or your warehouses you could um, extract uh, the data from the list, which is uh, your names and your uh, addresses, and send them off uh, so that that can be used by the mailroom to action uh, any sort of physical um, deliverable that they need to send out uh, uh, to, to to those contacts. Um, there are other things you can do with the list. I mean, obviously, when you add a contact to your list, it pulls in all the associated information with that contact. It pulls in the address, etc. You could choose to use that default address, which is stored, or you could replace it with a temporary address. So the address is actually not um, uh, sort of stored against the contact. It's only for that particular list. And this is something that happens quite surprisingly frequently, I think, with publicity. So that's another feature that you can uh, use. 
So, so yeah, that's that's pretty interesting, Sanjeev. Vanessa, I'm going to move across then to you. So we've we've heard all the different steps for for the three very basic um, things that you can do on this tool. Of course, there's so much more. For example, we didn't talk about it today, but you can even go and track these things. You can you can submit for awards and stuff. But I want to focus on the implementation itself, Vanessa. So what's it like to get this implemented if I'm a new client? And I've seen, for example, one of the summer offers that we have on this summer. And I come and I and I get my publicity by Ribbonfish package. What can I expect on an implementation? Well, I think one of the, um, the joys of this is that it is a, a functioning put together product already. Um, so in terms of implementation, you're actually probably going to get one of the speediest implementations um, that there is going because kind of get your data, plug it in to, into the uh, products as it stands and we can implement it really quickly for you. In terms of any sort of customization, we can look at that um, Additionally and optionally, and you can do that before or, or after. We do manage support packages after implementation as well. So, you know, if you're going through and you like what you see and everything's working well, and then later you think, oh, there's something that I might want to add here or there, then we can do that after the implementation also. Mm, yeah, so that sounds really, uh, seems really quick, actually, which is which is good. And I guess that's the advantage then of just everything being ready. It's a, it's a package already. It's a product. Yeah. So literally just plug it in. I'm guessing, though, it, it's built on Salesforce, so there might be a couple of steps that you would need to do if you weren't already a Salesforce customer. Yeah, yeah, as you say, it's built on Salesforce. So if you were um, looking to set up Salesforce completely from scratch, then we can we can walk through that with you as well. Yeah, okay, makes sense. And Sanji, then, so again, we unfortunately, we didn't have a lot enough time to go into the full ins and outs of publicity by Ribbonfish because there's some other areas that I'm sure you would want to have talked about. You know, we have awards, for example, we have ways of tracking what the... The actual contacts you send the lists or you send your products to, you can track what they do with it. So that's something we can definitely cover maybe in another podcast or if the listener can go and maybe look at our website and, and get some more details on that. Or, of course, even come and get a demo from us. But Sanjeev, in terms of the roadmap, what's what can you see coming in, in the next couple of releases of Publicity by Ribbonfish? Um, I think a couple of things. We do have a place where we track um, what has happened as a result of of the promotional materials being sent out. So um, we do track, for instance, um, whether against a particular list, one of the contacts came back and they published a review, for instance, in the New York Times and, you know, when was that published, etc. I think we want probably want to extend that a little bit more uh, in terms of, you know, uh, the sort of content that was published, etc. So enhance that piece of functionality a bit more. Um, and the other thing I can see is um, uh, integrating uh, this uh, app with other uh, third-party contact databases because a lot of them uh, are used uh, across the industry and uh, these are essentially contact directories where you have all the latest addresses and the um, latest uh, sort of roles that people have moved into. So being able to pull that data into uh, publicity would uh, would uh, make make a lot of this fairly automated so that users don't have to worry about that part of uh, making sure uh, that they've got the right uh, uh, contacts and the right details as well. Um, so I think those are the two key things that would be an area of focus for us. Okay, that sounds like very exciting times. I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with um, with the rest of the team in the near future. Uh, just to summarize then, from, from the entire 
content of what we discussed today, we've, we've, we've first discussed how publicity lists are traditionally handled. And as we saw on that discussion, it's not exactly something I'd like to be doing. And I'm sure you both agree it's not something you'd like to be doing too. Uh, so it sounds like we have found a better way to manage publicity lists then with publicity by Ribbonfish. And it's been such a really very, very insightful for me to, to hear um, all of your feedback and, and all of the stories about how this can benefit uh, someone in publishing. So thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having us. Perfect. Not a problem. Um, well, again, I hope to see you back here in the future. I'm sure we'll find another reason to get you back on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Join us next time on The Ribbon as we talk with Sina. Sina is a Salesforce developer, and she is going to tell us all about life as a developer and how you too can get into development. Until then, if you want to hear more, Google Ribbonfish, and we will be the first result in your list. Although, do ignore the actual images of the fish. That's not us. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.